Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Explicit Measures podcast with Tommy, Seth, and Mike. Hello. Good morning. How's it going? Good morning. Good morning and a happy Tuesday. I, there it is. I had a, yeah, all right. I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure what was going to happen on that one. All it, took, all it took was one episode somewhere in the 80s, right, where you jumped the gun, Tommy, and you were like, oh, you didn't say happy Tuesday. And I was like, no, no, I was just waiting for it. Oh, now, now, if you now I have to preemptively like just put it in the right first away. five seconds. Or else Tommy gets like Tommy's oh, just like oh, sitting trust there me. going, he's not gonna say. Are you kidding? Trust me. At this point, I'm gonna wait till we finish recording, and then I'm gonna tweet that and shout to Kidding? So, so I, Tommy, I, Tommy, let the cat out of the bag here. This is a pre-recorded episode, so that so oh. sorry we we well, we may or may not be online depending on whether or not we're sleeping in or not, or people are traveling or whatever. Uh, so. This is a pre-recorded episode. So everyone who's here chatting, thank you very much for chatting and appearing on online. We thank you very much. You're more than welcome to chat amongst yourselves. Help yourself to the uh, the YouTube chat channel. The chats have been extremely lively lately. So they have. During this entire episode, take the opportunity to just chat with each other, right? We're not going to be looking at the chat. <laughs> so maybe I we will, maybe we won't. I don't know. Chris Wagner was like... Uh, he tweeted out a, a topic that was completely unrelated to what we were actually talking about because it was going on in the chat. <laughs> so, yeah. 50% of the time I look at the chat going, what are they, where are we at? Yeah. So, 70% of the time stats are made up on the spot. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, if you guys come up with a good uh, conversation, put it in the mailbag. Exactly. Then, yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I was going to go get the link and throw it in the chat window, but I can't because we're, we can't do that right <laughs> now. So uh, visit Power BI Tips slash podcast. At the very bottom of the window, there's a form you can enter your information in and submit a question to Tommy. Uh, you can even ask him about anything you want about Italians, particularly cannolis and paizas. Which will not get replied to. Isas. Yeah. Those will not get replied to. Is it the podcast or just podcast? I think, I think it's think just RBI tips slash podcast. podcast. Try it oh, out. Let me know what you think. Well, it's not loading right now. So, oh, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> oh, you got to redirect. Cool. There we okay. go. Cool. We're good. All right. So today's topic, we are talking about defining what is or what is not what we would call corporate data. I think this is something that we've talked a lot about in the podcast so far, just kind of discussing, uh, hey, if this is enterprise data, this is governed data, da, 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 these things. Well, what does that mean? break it down. You know, why is something defined as a corporate or governed data source or not? Tommy, any other kind of thoughts on the topic here tonight? What are, what are we talking this morning? This, this morning, what we're going to talk about? Yeah, this is bound to happen. Oh, real, man. What was bound to happen? So I think there need, there's a need where we, we constantly talk about, you know, like enterprise data. We talk about the universal KPIs and what, what a lot of companies are self-service is doing. And I think there needs to be a distinction when we think of like, corporate data that we think, oh, it has to be sensitive, right? Where it has to be under some role level securities. But I think there's a difference where how do we define and then also handle metrics, aggregations, or data points that are exist department across departments, things that you would report up to the executive suite or have the potential to be part of a, of a board meeting, so to speak. Sure. And can we define those or should we be doing a better job defining these in an when we do our scoping and our Q&A, and do we handle them differently? And that's kind of the premise of today. Yeah. So this is moving, this is maybe even looking at data sets as we look at the 
uh, I, I call it the Matthew Roach pyramid, right? At, at the base of your pyramid, imagine for me in your mind, you have a pyramid in front of you. At the bottom of your pyramid, you have all the self-service reporting, reports that are made for individual users. There, there's a large number of the reports. And as you walk your way up this pyramid and do like, you know, team reporting, right? For you and your three or four other team members in your team, you're doing reporting for them, or then you're talking about departmental reporting or all the way up to enterprise reporting. These are reports that are corporately owned and potentially distributed to a wide audience and have high importance. That would be, you know, at the top or the apex of that pyramid, we're talking about high regulated data from the organization. So where, where does this stuff fall? Excellent. Let's jump into the topic. Tommy, Seth, what do you think? What are your thoughts on corporate versus other self-service data? What, what, what do you quantify the other bucket? If it's not it's corporate. perfect. See, we can't even, yeah. So. What is the other half of it? I don't know. Yeah, this is good. I mean, if we just go by Google definitions, like looking at corporate data, it's everything, right? You, you get the lawyerese mm -hmm. and all data maintained by any of the companies, including but not limited to data related to finances, taxes, employees, customers, suppliers, and the business. Okay, batteries not included. Well, Sorry, no CDs. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. I, you know, I think I think we're we're trying to narrow it down from all data within an organization, potentially, yeah. right, yes. to yeah. meaningful data as opposed to just the data swamp, mm -hmm. right? The swamp of yes, we can collect massive amounts of data. It doesn't mean anything until we make meaning out of it. I also or think what about you, what, the amount what, of work. What is what is the definition right here? I mean, if I if I think about, hang on, I'm taking my my fifty thousand foot view on this. If I step back and said, let's look at all the information that is produced within a company. There's a lot of people making a lot of Excel files, a lot of data sets, a lot of tables. They're doing something for a short period of time that's making enrichments on data. There are, I don't know, I walk into work, hundreds, thousands thousands of files that are just sitting around an organization that are maybe being glanced at every so often. There are other pieces of data or things that are, have been promoted or effort that's been put around it to make it reusable and consumed on a very high frequency. I feel like when I look at the, the organization of corporate, part of this, part of this data pool is governed and part of it's not governed. And that's how I would quantify it, right? There is a, rigorous process to some data to make sure that the data quality is correct. It's always up to date. People can rely on it. There's trust. And then there's a portion of data in the organization that people are just making that they themselves trust, but we're not instilling that trust for others. And that's what I maybe would, for me, I would break down that there is a, that's what the difference between governed and ungoverned. So I think there's two layers here that I, I'm really enjoying already where this is going. There's two layers in my head, right? Where there's the normal, like, let's say the things that everyone's using, like everyone at a company, the majority of people are going to do like total sales, right? They're going to do something with transactions, which you could theoretically say is one of those numbers that's getting reported up, up the chain. But does that mean that it has to go through the same rigor mole or whatever, the same rigorous process um, if anyone's connecting to it? The other side of this is you made the way you put it is a really good point. Even if you're say doing the normal aggregation, let's say total sales. Well, as soon as you group that by something, I think that does change how you would also define it too, right? Because how many times has someone created a hierarchy or the product category and it's not clearly defined or whatever your scenario is. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you use the wrong hierarchy, 
well, those numbers, even though you might be using the same DAX measure, you're using something that has blanks or it's an old table or whatever the situation may be, the model's not correct. That changes the corporate data. And I think those are really, we need to define it more than just you know, sales, but you know, total sales in the, in this e-commerce table, uh, with this filter. Well, no, it's also the fields and the hierarchies that we're using with it. I think that would be a big mm. part of this. See, so, but like all of your examples there aren't like the, the umbrella of corporate data. What you're describing is almost like corporate data presented to the business. You're already applying business well, logic to some degree in in aggregations or yes. some way in which you're modifying something that requires a definition yeah you know what i'm saying so so oh, you're yeah. already trying to make meaning mean like you're already trying to provide insights from the data right it, it's not just this blase like <laughs> here we go here we go potentially again around like mislabeling a, a podcast but it, it's, <laughs> it's like me you know i mean you're we're making making meaning out of corporate data, right? Like you have, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, but already, I, I, when you start saying measures, aggregations, like whatever, you're, you're already implying that you're applying. I see what you're saying. Sure. Something on top sure. of just raw data. So there's like layers to it where you have the data, the corporate data is not just the final, you know, your final pie, right? It's the, it's the model, the semantics behind it. Can, is can that I, what you're saying? Yeah. Can I give you another example and maybe, Tell me, Tommy, if this fits your, your lens and what you're thinking. I have a data set that has total sales. It goes all the way up. Like everyone in the company understands what each each month, what total sales looks like. No filters. This is what it is. Total, total dollars sales this month. We have to have that number somewhere. Sure. The sales department has sales representatives and they have Dude. budgets or goals that they're trying to meet. Right. So their data is localized to like their department. So now we still have we still have the total sales number for the entire organization. Now we can break out total sales by the sale, like the, the sales representative in that department. But where I'm thinking about and again, what I'm thinking about governed data or non-governed data, right? In the non-governed data space, who owns the budgets hmm. of that data? And to me, the budgets of that data or the budgeting towards those final sales numbers may be owned by a department and it's not centrally managed, right? You're, it's the sales lead manager for this region. He has five sales reps and he's managing his people to try to make a certain number. He can make up whatever goals he wants. So it's not necessarily governed data, but that information is important to that team. It may not be important to every other team though. So no, I, maybe that's yeah, a bad I, example. I don't know. Like, no, I I think this is a bigger I would, can I would than even we argue, thought. I, I would even <laughs> argue this though. You say, you know, total sales from is an accepted thing across the organization. And I would say total sales from what system? Well, that, okay. From what team? True, true. Right? Because if if it's the sales team and their budget, like what tool are they using? Are we sourcing all of our total sales from that? Or is that coming from finance? Right. When do you recognize a sale? When do you recognize the sale? Is it when right? it shipped or is yeah. it when it was made or when it because each department's going to try to recognize things at different layers. Yeah, it's subjective. So what's the total sales? So and I but I think this is 
this is this is going to be a bit of a can of worms but i i think that the, to me from the most basic level if i were if i were to give you an elevator uh pitch on corporate data okay. it's really something that i could turn around and call like a universal kpi Bing. my florida scott it, here i gotta leave see ya all right too fast <laughs> Universal so, KPI. A universal KPI. It's any yeah. final aggregated number or in a sense grouped number that would go reported to the CEO if the CEO wanted to know the numbers. So it's 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 cross department. So whether or not you had sales based on a certain region, it's what is the what is that the executive board looking at on a quarterly basis or a monthly basis? Your C level team. That is and how they which I, I don't want to go too much in the finance side, but it's basically like, what would you report to the leadership of the organization? So yeah. I like this idea. Well, I'm struggling with it. Well, the good news is if the title of corporate data is wrong, we're recording this earlier, so you don't have to use corporate data. Exactly. Yeah, we can. We can, we totally the title. can. Yeah. keep going with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Okay, I mean, I, I get what you're saying from, from an executive, because some, some executive says, I want to measure it this way. This is how we measure it. That's what he wants to see. That's how the data should come to him. But I think I, I think I feel like there's a lot more vagueness around, well, if we go look at the supply chain team, they may calculate things different than this finance team. Exactly. And I think that's where some, sometimes we get in trouble here. And Seth, to your point, in larger organizations where you have to trust many different departments to work with their information, how do you get a consistent story so that everyone's measuring things the same way, right? If I'm using, I'm going back to my engineering days. If I use a ruler versus, uh, you know, something that has, you know, if I use inches and meters or millimeters or centimeters, right? If I start mixing my units of measure and start reporting the numbers without actually telling you what the unit of measure is, we get all messed up. Like it just doesn't work. You look at it the same. You could, I can tell you. How long is three inches in centimeters? Not off the top of my head, but you you could do it. You could do it, <laughs> but then someone's got to do the conversion for what those numbers mean. You're talking about the same ultimate thing. You're yeah. measuring the same final object. What are they? But you're getting two different numbers. See, and I think that's <laughs> that to me is a great scenario where I don't rather than us trying to fit everything in the same box, uh, running the scenario uh, with a client in the past where they had members and the customer team, the sales team and finance all based the member count based on a certain date was the sign up date. Was it the date they paid, et cetera. So we're the discussion was which one's correct. Well, for each of those departments and teams, the way they were counting, it was actionable for them. Yes. So rather than saying there's only one, those are really in, in my point of view, those are really three metrics. There's like a universal metric and then like a sub layer beneath it because those numbers even though they're not the corporate number are actionable and provide insight and action for those departments i don't understand that like they're not the corporate number but they are so like corporate meaning now you've defined that like what we're talking about is right only only executive leadership board level metrics if that's your definition of corporate data no, you just said that you just said that like when I say corporate data, I would say corporate data includes executive level metrics and business unit level metrics and sure. Okay. You know, all those things, but you just arbitrarily like excluded them saying that they don't count. 
feel free to disagree. I mean, like, I think that, but th this is not a, this is not a clearly defined thing in the documentation. Like that's why we're here kind of thing. I'm saying maybe there's a better name for it than corporate data. Right. I like that as a, a new shirt idea, a new shirt idea. Feel free to disagree. <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to disagree. Yeah, I think that's good. No, so, I mean, I get it cross department, but but part of your initial aggregated number or how we were going to define corporate data was cross department, board level, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's layers to this. So, I guess to 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 change, switch the topic a little bit. Not switch the topic, but like change the the course. What are some processes we need to implement to lock in the measurement of something within the organization? Right, because isn't I'm, that what we're driving at? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on a number. I'm gonna lean on like the idea of trust here. I mean, this is why finance, I think, has so much power in organizations, because there's a there's a third party that governs how you measure profitability in a company. Like, there's there's a there's a regulation around it, right? I think this is the exact same problem what you have in finance. If you if someone doesn't tell you how to measure it, everyone's gonna come up with different numbers. This is this is what an income is. This is what an expense is. This is how you add those guys together. Boom. That's how it works. So I think that's one of the reasons why finance has a, a large say in what is the actual sales number. I'm thinking, again, I'm thinking of this around like when I worked at a large corporation, they would have their quarterly financial reviews on you, you go to their stockholders, right? That piece of paper that says what they earned that month, it does not matter what that department earned or not. At the end of the day, someone in finance is making the call that says we made or lost X number millions of dollars this quarter. Here was our expenses. Here's was our sales. Someone's being held accountable for that number. And I think sometimes I feel like there's too many head, too many cooks in the kitchen trying to put their numbers together and not march towards the same final goal. And if your final goal isn't clear enough, what happens at the department level is you get a bunch of people that manipulate the data for their best interests, right? I want to count this user as a, like, we're not going to count these, you know, 100 users because, you know, they didn't take their force, you know, they were, uh, you know, brought into the program in May, but they didn't take their first training course until like June, right? Right, so well, I don't get a one, bonus for that. So I don't want a bonus yeah. for that because I didn't, because I, I want to bring whatever, I want the bonus in May, not in June, right? So it's self-serving they're building their own metrics around what's self-serving their department that makes them look the best in their light and unless you sit down and say at a and this is what i would say corporate and the reason i'm making this whole point here is i think it boils down to trust if you can trust the data that's when i think i feel like i start getting to the point where this is corporate metrics these are these are there's a team that is standing behind it i can ask questions as to why the data doesn't look right and there's someone there to support it and provide an accurate answer. For me, corporate data is like something that's repeatable. It's every day, it's every week, it's it's consistently being refreshed. And if it's not, there's a team of people to figure out how to make it work. Like to me, there's it's the rigor around the data, how to make sure that it's consistent, which tells me it's corporate. Aren't you so finding like the governance team? I don't know what I'm finding. I'm just saying- See, I, in, in an ideal point of view, no. <laughs> I think in an ideal point of view, I literally wrote a check mark to go back to finance, but I do want to make a okay. few points of like, what can we do to establish that trust? And I think uh, yes. some of the major things is 
does your organization or do you have some lexicon, right? Like first, do you know what your corporate numbers are? What is the executive team looking at? Is it revenue? Is it, you know, like a margin? Is it member, like account of something? However, those are defined. Is that also in a location that the organization can go to at any time and get that third grade definition, like total sales, right? What's the corporate definition of sales? And having that lexicon defined, both from a user point of view and the developer. And then the naming. If if I create a report that's going to use total sales, but I'm making it for the northeast, you know, the northeast sales region uh, or the marketing team and only counting things that whatever the scenario is, I can't name it total sales because that's already in a sense it's reserved. The corporate num the corporate name is reserved. That's an easy way to lose trust. Man. Oh, no. I'll stop. There. Like you can't, you can't claim something like total sales as like you can't use that name in any report and say it. It has to mean this thing, right? Because then you're you're losing the context of the report. We've talked about the definitions and label, like making sure that the end user knows what total sales means within the report. I 100% agree that that you have to be able to do that. But total sales, just like we we walk through those examples, could meet like executives and the board, like they're going to care what fi what comes through finance, right? Like they're going to care, like, what is the dollars and cents that came through the door? That's what matters. I don't care what like sales goals are for the sales team and how they've executed against it. If the if the people haven't paid, we don't have the money. Right? Exactly. And whatever whatever definition that is, it's likely going to rely on the finance team, and that's what total sales means. Does that mean the sales team can't use total sales like sold? No. It just means within the context of those two reports, like are you saying the BI team or some team or all these teams have to know and understand that you have a singular lexicon that says like, we have a dictionary, you can't use total sales. You have to put sales total sales. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it's Northeast, yeah, like sales, sales kind of thing. No, I get what you're saying, but I think- Sales underscore final, sales underscore final, final. Yeah, <laughs> our favorite, yeah, exactly. Not final, this one, final. but the other, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Ar archive sales. Final, but, uh, next, final. Right. Final, next, final, final. Final, V2. Yeah. Final, V2. <laughs> yeah. But I, That's I a think shirt the, right there. Final, yeah. <laughs> I think my the, the the concern I have is, and it's not, this is not necessarily like a, a BI problem, but it's just, to me, it's almost like the way it is. Where, let's say, we're creating reports and we're using sales, but we have a filter because that was part of the request. It's and we always talk about optimizing our data sets so we're not pulling in everything. So Correct. I'm only pulling in things based on that logic, and it's in an app. Someone else looks at that report, looks at the northeast region, whatever, and it's like, well, that northeast region doesn't match this other northeast region report. The sales numbers are wrong, and those types of conversations that just continually come up because uh, they're both okay. Yeah. So, so, th and, so this is where I think the trust part comes in. There, but there's... What is trust? Like, it's aren't we just talking about common definitions or different definitions for the same thing? And like, you, you're looking at this report, you should have a definition for what total sales is. You're looking at this report, you should have a definition for total sales, and and like exactly. have that available. Yeah, on we're allowing consumers but... to be smart, so. No, well, but, but I, no, but... no, 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 no. You cannot. We've we've hammered that point. 
you cannot assume that an end user and end consumer just knows. Correct. Right. You have to have a definition of what that means. So I, I agree with your, your point there, Tommy, right? I agree that there, there is potentially two different ways, but I think the trust portion for me is where this comes full circle, right? When there is challenges to the integrity of your data, the, the data that will last is the person who can put, let me, how do I say this? If you have integrity of your data, you can ask questions against it and someone can reasonably come back with an answer to explain why there is a difference. It gets really hard. I'm not saying it's not, not, it's not an easy thing, but if I had two different teams looking at the same source of information and they filter or change or do something to that information, if the executive sees these two different sales numbers and says, there's a problem here, why do these not match? He's going to ask down to both of those departments, explain your answers. And so you need to have almost like lineage of, okay, here's the raw data. It came from this source of table. We know that's truth. And then you kind of have to walk your way through, okay, then we did this and this and this, and we filtered out this thing. And that's why our number came to where it is. And then the other team has to, it has to justify their answer or they can't, if they have no leg to stand on, like, well, that's just what Bob made. I don't know. Bob made the number. That's what it is. Then you have to have, you know, to me, that's where I can say, okay, I can trust the team that actually has a process around getting the data in, making sure it's right, and and verifying that it's accurate based on my requirements. And to your point, Tommy, when the numbers don't match, there's missing date, there's missing information as to how it was calculated. That's why I think you get that that missing number. Right? No. Yes and no. Well, no, because I think the big part there is, again, those reports were built with two different purposes in mind. And if they both Correct. Me, yeah. Yeah. And even if the stakeholder or those few people who look at that report know that this, the, the fact still out there that they both say total sales that may be using widely different logic. Correct. To me, you, it's almost like you always have to be go and meet the person with the, the person of least knowledge, so to speak, because we're not just trying to establish trust. We're constantly trying to maintain it for new people for you know, a new user because it takes one rogue person or one rogue leadership to go. The data is all wrong here. It's like, no, no, but it's a filtered different way. It's like, but now I don't know what to look at. And that's yeah. the, always that, but, and that's the response. We're like, well, I don't know what to look at to get no, the, that numbers. But, so I, what but, con but what context are we talking in though? Right. Because like, we're yeah. going to have this problem across the board when you just, open up power bi to anybody right agreed like they can share reports they can share anything they're not going to define anything like at some level you have to say okay this comes from you know this gold data set or we're going to put this in some sort of workspace or you're going to find some corporate strategy correct hey yes. this is certified at yes. some point in time this is the number we trust at some point in time this we're going to hit this level where these reports have a definition here does that mean like in the report itself because i would challenge like in, in, to you guys what ways have you used to implement solutions to find to define corporate data are you are you building a wiki are you building this on like some level where every report writer or the bi team is keeping up to date on like every measure that's ever created gets put into this lexicon and people can understand that if you're looking at this report you can come here and this is what that means or is that on a report level and you're saying like we have to maintain that and make sure that the end consumer knows that 
corporate data means it. Like the definition of this thing can be compared against the definition of that thing. I think the answer for me is looking at what we have, what, where is this working for organizations? It's, there's too much work to assume that every single data set, any team or the BI team is going to put out, is going to have every single thing taken care of. Unless you have a large team and you've built a lot of process around documenting everything, all the changes. I think what happens... Right. Which right? Is, okay. So so I think, I think what happens is we... A lot of times there's a lot of corners that are being cut to get to that final result because we got pressure to get the report out the door. So we won't say cutting corners because that's not acceptable. But organizations have to know. Yeah. Like, do you, let me ask this. Let me ask this question. In your experience, do you see organizations investing time and telling you as contractors or any FTEs in any of your experience that like anything you're doing has to be added to some corporate lexicon for data knowledge or to make sure that we do something in a process in such a way that you know, consumer A in this report would not confuse total sales with, you know, this other report over here? I think at the at the highest level, I see that. To some at, at the highest level in management of these reports, there is a couple data sets that we're doing that rigor to. There there are things that are making it into that certified level of information. So I, I like to use so Parvia has this kind of built in. Mm -hmm. Nothing promoted or certified. Certified yep. to me is the only thing that I, I could ever put my stamp of approval on. And I think you have to be very selective what you certify inside your organization. And I think this is really up to the owner of who's going to be manipulating, moving, managing that data for certified. If it's the BI team, and I would, I would argue that these central teams at some level are involved in those certified data sets because they're that important. There has to be there has to be a process in place to say these are the minimum thresholds we're going to do to get it to certified. No Excel files has to be refreshed every day by eight a.m. has a, has an SLA defined for it, right? And you do that for a couple initial data sets, and that's how you begin the trust journey. But Tommy, to your point, you can lose that trust in a heartbeat if you don't have process in place to keep that certified thing in that certified space. And you also don't have the definition where it lives. So get to your point, Seth, no one requested that, but we realized the need and we built it. So one of the biggest things we did was a corporate BI workspace, which was the app, which the first section in that app was only things that were basically from a corporate point of view. If a corporate was having a meeting, these were the reports they were looking at. And that was number one for, for whatever the, because there's not, organizations don't have 25, you know, maybe they have 15 corporate numbers that they're looking at, right? Like they're, they're true KPIs. Even Microsoft said so they had too many. Yeah, they had like pared down 35, to like, 35. Yeah, they had like, they had like too many, they had right. like 50 or a hundred and they're like, we can't have this many KPIs they, to they measure ourselves down by. 35. We got to whittle so, this down. So like, right. to your point, like. So there's not a yeah. lot we're managing, but these data sets, these reports that are in, the, if you want to see where we're at with our members, our official member count, you go to the corporate BI app. Everything and then to to alleviate that and other reports that may be using members, and this is where I will push back where there should be some naming convention, where if if member count is your corporate number, and you're using member count and other reports, I think you can add a little abbreviation like 
Northeast sales, for example. I don't think that's a difficult thing where it's going to get too convoluted it, because they should be defined. Well, Two, I, I don't think how are I don't you think that, control that. I don't think I don't think that actually ever makes it past. So if it's if you're pulling that other member count from the certified data set, one, I would be questioning, well, does the certified data set even let you build a composite model? You may you may say no. Right. Right. No, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. So, so I would argue, like, if that if that member's number comes from anywhere else other than that certified data set, we can't trust it. Or the no, corporate meeting well, workspace area, like, if the report's not there, doesn't count. What is what is it? What does it matter that somebody else uses member count? Like, I, I don't I don't get how you're going to control a name of something in any large organization where you've opened up the doors to anybody creating a report. They're not going to define. Well, you know how I feel about everyone them to? creating a report. So, we've talked about that before. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have, Mister. You belong in like hardcore IT. Listen, listen. I need <laughs> to buy you. Want you to a turn off? Do you want no. to turn off Power BI? Oh, until no, I, I want to buy. I want to buy you a process. <laughs> I want to buy you a cowboy hat and a horse so you can go back to the Wild West, my friend. <laughs> I'm not in the Wild West. That's where you belong. So, oh well, I don't. God. I don't. I don't think it's. I mean, I don't think it's a Wild West. I think it's just. Again, there's going to be Power BI is too easy to share. To and recognize, go ahead. <laughs> what are you going to say? To to recognize that. So so here here's here's the juxtaposition of somebody who comes from the enterprise space and meets my Carlo who comes from the business. It is the wild west already. You're not you're not changing anything yeah. or curbing behavior by offering them Power BI. And you're not going to curb behavior by saying like, I have a definition. It's called member count. You can't use that name. <laughs> and until you not use it over here, then you can't use it in your report. Because their report isn't going to ever make your, your notice. It's never going to hit you. They're not going to care that your member count for the executives is has like these other conditions that they're not using. For them, it's meaningful in some way, shape, or form for them to do their job. It's the same reason like all of these people use Excel and manual processes and virtual waste and access databases and all these things. And regardless of what you want to control in an organization, you're not going to be able to control that ever. So, so why are you trying? No, because what happens is that person who's creating the report for two people, right? Eventually, they get upgraded. All of a sudden, no, 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 no. Now you're talking about what the process of of the, elevation the, and yeah. getting to certification levels, and this is where like this is the growth story something they're talk about. creating yes. that is in a space that is like untrusted they call it whatever they want it comes from joe who doesn't care yes, about your care about naming that. conventions we're really picking right? on joe tonight like they they marry like there it, it's yeah. just ruth susan there's the process by which you're going to take their report yes. and conform it but you can't force conformity from the standpoint right away Nobody's going to listen to you. If it's not a premium I agree with that statement. not in one of your official Power BI apps, go crazy. Create your flat models. How, how, is, how is that yeah. not corporate data, though? How is something that's not what, being shared within your organization? Because they're not connecting to the SQL data server. They're not okay, connecting so to you're, the Now you're store. defining corporate data as only the validated, trusted data that gets into a gold certified data set that's for executives or widely shared audiences. 
how would you get the official number? And you can't get the official number how by much exporting of, a bunch of Let Excel me ask files. you a question. How much data do you think in an organization falls into that highly curated space where people are making decisions on that versus the uncurated wild west of data within an organization? Give me a percentage. So you and I both know there is no percentage because each department. No, I, I guarantee it's a very, it's a much smaller percentage of information that gets through that highly curated yeah. space into people that make big decisions. Don't get me wrong, big decisions versus a wide swath of people in the business area that make the decisions on a daily basis that run off ungoverned data. All because, the time. No, and I agree with you because they have to look at it a certain way for their business and what they're running. I agree. Uh, so for, for that, I, I, we're, Thank we're you for always watching the episode the today. Day. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but like, and that goes, but it goes back to how we're looking at it, right? So I may want to see what, what makes impacts me at my organization where I actually am successful at my job is looking at sales based on who like where that uh, customer's from based sure. on their customer, right? That yes. I, yeah. I can impact the business, but that's not how the corporate looks at it. So are those not the it. same numbers? No. no. Now you're no. talking about okay. different audience. It's all corporate oh data. Though. The audience is executive level and board. That's what you're talking about. Right. But like, what we're I'm talking saying, about defining are, corporate data. It's data across the organization. What I'm saying, are they both total sales as defined from a corporate yes. level? I don't know about that because if someone wants to say, show me sales based on the United States, right? That has sure. to be a corporate number. Which one is it based on the billing? It's based. Or, so it would, and that has to, to be defined. No, it would be defaulted from whatever the certified data set is yes. because someone has said, we're going to pull it from the SQL server. We're going to spend time and rigor looking at our operational system, other data coming from there and looking at the data that's coming from, our reporting solution and matching them up. So like the answer is where do you get that North America sales numbers from? It comes from the corporate certified report. If it, if that report has that KPI or that breakdown of that data, that's where it comes from. Everyone else's number, you can't trust it. And I was, I'll give you a story around another and gentleman of mine that I used to work with. He used to work at Miller, uh, the corporation that I think got bought out by Anheuser-Busch at some point in the future. Anyways, they had a data team. Beer companies are great at marketing and they spend a ton of money around that. They make a lot of money. This beers are really marked up really high. It, they had a department that their whole job was to get data to people. If it came out of their lens, if it came from that team, it was the truth. If that number was wrong, it was still the truth regardless because that team was the trustworthy team. If, like it, if there was a problem, they'd go fix it and the data would be restated and they'd let you know. If there was a problem with it, it was their job to make sure that it was right. If they didn't load the data by a certain point in time, that was their job to go make sure that it was correct. So I think what we're talking about here, at maybe some level is, what defines corporate data? When you identify a steward of that data set, a data steward who's in charge of making sure that it is as accurate as they possibly can make it. Without that, if there's not someone willing to stand behind that data set and become its steward, its advocate, its corrector, there is no leg to stand on. You can make data all you want in your Excel files or your other Power BI reports, 
But at the end of the day, I'm going to trust the data who has the steward. Well, ultimately, you're going to trust that more. But if we're right. if we're if we're closing thoughts, this right, like corporate data for for my definition is any and all data used to make decisions. The higher it gets, the more process and due diligence you you may expect and may be required. But I would say if you're going to try to standardize something across the organization, I would say in all cases, a report that's shared with other people should have definitions and descriptions of the calculations that you're making so that people who are analyzing or looking at the report can understand that the sales team's total sales doesn't mean the same thing as total sales from finance that that gets ported up to the executive team. And like, ultimately, I don't think I, you're going to be hard pressed in an organization, I would think, to create a lexic, like a dictionary for every person building or using Power BI to, to adhere to some some naming convention around a measure or calculation that you're going to use. So I think my my closing piece is, and I probably should have said this layer too, I, I think it's easy. <laughs> I, I a lot think of things should have been said, Tommy. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> a lot of things left unsaid too, so <laughs> so we can continue this. No, but I think it it's not easier than you think, but it's more straightforward than you think to establish corporate level KPIs, corporate data, department level KPIs that should go through the rigor again. If I'm sales and I want to count it based on you know the transaction country and date, and then the user level where that's the unmanaged. But I think I I don't know if you have someone building reports for a certain department and that's what that department relies on. How why wouldn't you not define it? Because there is some point. Yeah, this is a closing argument, but um. There's some point where if I'm saying total sales, but we're defining it different, but that's okay, right? And and my leadership on my department's looking at it, eventually that's going to get reported up. And you're just, you're opening up your, like your battleship, so to speak, to get sunk in my head, where eventually at some point, if I'm, it's unmanaged, but that is the corporate number, but it's okay because it's the same thing, but we're just counting it a different way. Eventually, that's going to get reported out. Definitions in the report. They're like, just because you throw a name in a place on a Word doc that somebody should follow doesn't mean they're following it. And they're not going to. No one said a Word doc. So, but I know what power, you're saying. Power app or whatever. Sorry, your power app or. <laughs> like, Create a pick process, your tool. man. Pick your yeah. tool. Yeah. Force people to make a process. Force people to go through the process. The process in filtering out th things like that goes through certified data sets, goes through teams, yep. goes through governance. But you're not going to force an entire organization or people who use total sales to like say, you know what, we shouldn't be using total sales in our report. Again, it's not the individual. Sorry, I think it's like, no. I think you have the corporate and you have the department, and that's okay. I think where is it can be managed. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right well with this with this fun and invigorating conversation what are your final thoughts mike uh, I, I like data I think, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is hard this is a hard conversation honestly it really is you you, agree. Yeah. you, you want a steward that's, that's i want i want a steward i i want i want Somebody process i need something to be certified and i think my my final thought is what we work on is we work on trust the trust comes from being transparent about where the data came from, and there's someone responsible for owning that moving forward. Without without a data owner, you just have problems. 
no one no one will take responsibility for it and you're going to get weird numbers and what works today will not work in three months from now because people stop maintaining it and it just falls apart and and you and this is goes back to my point very early in the podcast was without that steward that effort to continually keep that data fresh and clean and working it now just becomes a stale power bi file that gets stuck on a shelf in a sharepoint page that no one looks at and we just move on to building the next fancy shiny thing and then we just do it again and so like to me this is like if i think about a company if i if i thought about a company like a car driving down the road literally it's a it's a vehicle driving down the road and it's just shedding excel reports out the windows just shedding as it just moves down they just keep producing more data and stuff just keeps getting shut up and it's just some of it just gets lost in the wind it gets stuck in a drive somewhere and now we have terabytes of old data files sitting around not doing anything anymore but we can't delete them because we don't know why they're not there so we may want them again but we'll just hang on to forever i don't know trust stewards that's your solution Good. I, was gonna, I was gonna see how long it would take for get for someone to say something. <laughs> all right, excellent. we both agree with you. So, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> all good. That was a great episode. So, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Uh, I hope you were arguing with us right along uh, in the, in the podcast. This is, this is a pretty good episode. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Our only ask is if you like this episode, please share it. Uh, please retweet it. Uh, feel free to clip this art, this this video, and you can get kind of our random arguments uh, uh, clipped out and on the. Uh, share it with your friends we appreciate that very much tommy where else can you find the podcast you can find the podcast anywhere it's available apple spotify google podcast uh anchor all the places make sure to subscribe so you can find every tuesday and thursday in your whatever your app is and share the word that's the best way to uh really show that you appreciate it awesome thank you all very much and we'll see you next time